T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome, everyone. It is now 720 here at WCCO. And as promised, uh, Angie Craig, our Congresswoman of the 2nd District, is joining us, and I am so excited to have her. Hello. How are you? Hi, Geraldine. Uh, you know, I am doing just fine. So thanks for having me on this evening. Well, it's great to have you on. You know, the lights are still on for the federal government after avoiding a shutdown with a vote late in the week. Okay, we know this. We're all kind of ticked off about it, but we get over it, right? But still ahead lies the key infrastructure bill whose price tag has been hotly debated. And I really want to talk to you about these two things. So welcome back. Thank um, you. A lot is going on. But but hasn't this whole nonpartisanship become the norm over the last decade? And isn't this the reason why we're not getting things done on a timely basis? Well, you know, it, it, right now, it's there are there are a lot of folks back in Washington today who are negotiating through the media. They're drawing lines in the sand and they're refusing to make any compromises. Look, the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, Gerilyn, you know, I was one of the closest districts in the country in 2020. I'm there and I'm trying to do what I told the voters who elected me I would do when I got there. And so to do that, we need to do the bipartisan infrastructure bill, but we also need the Build Back Better Act. And, you know, this is is messy. It's uh, part of the legislative process. And, you know, I'm just talking about Democrats now. Um, You started your comment saying we kept the lights on. Look, I didn't have any help from my Republican uh, colleagues from Congress in Minnesota keeping the lights on. The lights would be off and seniors wouldn't be getting their Social Security checks and our veterans wouldn't be paid if, um, you know, my colleagues here in Minnesota. So, you know, I'm one of the most uh, uh, bipartisan members of Congress. Over 75 percent of the bills that I support uh, are bipartisan and you know, this kind of just getting to your trench, Republican versus Democrat, it really does have to stop. It does, because there's a bigger picture here that seems to be ignored, and that's the people. We the people. Uh, and I know you care about that, and I know a whole lot of Democrats care about that. My concern is that I'm not finding as many Republicans, not even close, that seem to care about that. So before we go on any further, where do you stand with the key infrastructure bill? Do you feel like the three-point-something trillion is way too much? They're talking about coming down and coming down. I don't think we should be talking about the number at all. And, and by that, Geraldine, what I mean is we ought to be talking about the priorities in the bill. How do we deliver early childhood education, post-secondary education and trade school? How do we deliver health care costs that are going down to my constituents? How do we fix the damn roads finally? How do we finally address climate change? 
you know, all those promises we made to our voters. And when we add that up, and oh, by the way, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening in my head to all my Republican colleagues in debate for the last three weeks. When we add all that up, guess what? We're going to pay for it by finally asking large corporations to pay what working families already pay in taxes. So, look, what, whatever we end up at, Gerilyn, and look, I was in the, in the room with the president on Friday. It's not going to be $3.5 trillion. You know, we have a, a cold splash of water here in Washington, and that is it's a 50-50 tie in the U.S. Senate. It's not going to be 3-5, and he was very clear about that. But he was also very clear that we have to deliver both of these packages. So, you know, he asked us to go back and look at our priorities in this bill. And I know there's going to be a lot of discussion over the coming couple of weeks on those priorities and you know, well, the truth is, in a 50-50 tie, we need Mansion and Cinema to get off the dime and and deliver to the American people. We need them to get on board because, you know, the truth is, we we have a choice here. We can deliver what we said we would deliver in 2018 and 2020 when we took back the House majority and then we held it in 2020, or we can all lose our seats because we didn't do what we said we were going to do. So I see this as a very clear choice for us. Yeah, but of course, Mansion and Cinema. My whole thing is that they're never going to to give us the money we need to make sure that this goes through correctly and fully, fully make sure that the Americans have what they need most. And I tell you, there's such a great need. They're going to vote for the nine hundred billion or a little less than that. Um, it's others of us that are saying, "Oh, maybe the two point one billion will work." Uh, I'm sorry, two point one trillion will work. We, it's so, such a distance between what the Republicans are talking about in dollars versus what the Democrats are talking in dollars. How do we bring them together? If we know that Cinema and Manchin are going to vote probably closer to what the Republicans want, then how are we ever going to pay for what needs to be done? I'm not talking about what wants to be done, what needs to be done. I think, I, I'm, you know, I, I know I've only been here three years, but I am just refusing to give in to a lack of optimism. I think we're going to get them there. It, you know, the president was clear, as I said, it may not be 3-5, but it is going to be a substantial commitment to our voters. And I think we can get everybody there. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about the progressives versus the moderates and all that this week in Washington in the House. This really isn't uh, a question about a fight between progressives and moderates in the House, we all want to get to yes on both of these bills. This is really a fight between the House and the Senate. And, um, you know, the president uh, indicated to us he's working hard to make sure that the priorities from the House end up in the final bill as well in the Build Back Better Act. And, you know, I mean, you're exactly right, though. This is about the needs of we the people. Exactly. We the people. That's what this is about. And we have to deliver to we the people. We have to. I, so here's the thing. I don't understand if they're not going to do their job, why do they keep their jobs? Period. And that includes any Democrats um, that won't do their job or any Republicans that won't do their jobs. If you don't do your job, then why keep the job? Well, you know, it's it's super interesting to me. We I think we find ourselves at a very familiar fork in the road. In, in American political history, remember in 06, this big Democratic majority came in and was elected to Congress. 
Two years later, we welcomed President Barack Obama. And while we got the ACA through, there were so many things that we had campaigned on, from addressing climate change to affordable housing to child care, economic development. You know, this wasn't a failure of imagination. We had a big majority. This was a failure of political courage. And I have to tell you, there is one thing I will say in the caucus this week, as we were even fighting over priorities and, uh, you know, whether one bill comes to the floor before the other one, I do not believe in the end there will be a lack of political courage in the House. We understand we have to get both of these done. And so I hope um, that we can get to where we need to be. You know, I I think the president was clear, Carolyn. I mean, compromise, I hate the word, but that's what's going to end up happening somehow, some way. Or nobody will get anything, and we will not have delivered anything to the American people. So, look, this is part of the legislative process. It's part of the fight. You know, I want. But this is a fight that we can't we can't afford to lose. And so you mentioned the ACA, right? But let's also mention what the Senate did for the top one percenters. You know, giving this gigantic tax cut, right? It happened. It went through. It's done. And here we are hearing stories today about you know finding where all of the top one percenters are are you know putting their money overseas and in all these these small countries these islands and and hiding their money. We could talk about that all we want to. The bottom line is if this is going to work, everybody has to be on board. And I'm not talking about the voters. I'm talking about Congress, both the House and the Senate. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And and I would say to you that that's why this entire discussion is so disingenuous when I hear my Republican colleagues open their mouths. They passed a $2.2 trillion bill that only benefited the top 1%, the wealthy across our nation. And by the way, they didn't pay for it. It was the height of fiscal irresponsibility. And so when we see our colleagues and you know, special interest groups running ads against us already saying, oh, look at Democrats and all this spending. Let me repeat one more time. We're also proposing to pay for it, something my Republican colleagues did not do in the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act. Angie Craig, it is always a pleasure to have this congresswoman on this show. I really appreciate it, although I must say the one thing I truly disagree with you on is that the number doesn't matter. To me, the number does matter. I don't want a fourth of Americans that are hurting to get some type of boost. I want it all to happen. The infrastructure, how are we going to keep driving across bridges when they start falling? Is that when we change our minds? It's too late for that. We have to do this. Not just our country needs it. Go, Go ahead. The number's going to be what the priorities demand. That's what we're fighting for. So, Gerilyn, I didn't say it wasn't going to be a good number or a big number. we got to keep fighting for all of those priorities. And I think in the end, it's going to be messy. We're going to have a lot of twists and turns, but we are going to get there because we have to deliver for the American people. We have to. I sure hope so. We've been saying that for a few years, and I don't see it happening enough. Uh, And I'm so grateful the ACA got through because there was a whole lot that didn't get through because the Senate refused. And my my whole thing is, if we have a constitution that tells us what the job description is, they ought to be able to do it or get out. That's how frustrated I am today. And I keep watching it unfold, trying to figure out what can I do. And that's my last question. What can we do? I know the election is coming up. We can try to vote people out, of course, of course. But is there more that we can do? 
you know, we, we, we're going to have to we're going to have to get to the polls. We're going to have to organize the hell out of this. And right now you can be organizing your listeners. You can be organizing. Call our offices. Demand the Build Back Better Act. Demand early childhood education, post-secondary education. Demand that we pass. Big Pharma finally has to negotiate its drug prices in our nation. Demand that we, this Congress, it's just unbelievable, Gerilyn, how many people are afraid of the special interest in this town. And I have to tell you, um, they're everywhere. And we, we, we have to listen to we the people. We have to. We have to have political courage. All these folks who are saying, well, my constituents won't accept, it's Whatever the number ends up being, it's over 10 years, and it's paid for by making big companies and the wealthy pay what working families pay in our country. That's how it's paid for. We have to start talking about the substance of the bill, and we have to make sure that all of those priorities end up in the bill, whatever that price tag comes to. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and I do hope that we can get you on again soon. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That is Second District Congresswoman Angie Craig. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.